granular, granular sand that I ordered from a play store on Amazon. And so I was, I was looking at this and I was thinking about this message. And I said, I'm going to just make this short and sweet and just show you the message maybe more so than tell you. Um, I wanted to read to you first where I'm coming from so you'll know what this is about. In Matthew 7, 24, the King James Version says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. This represents the rock. Solid rock, slate. Not technically rock, but it's in the rock family. Verse 25 says, And the rain descended on the floods came, and the winds blew and beat up on the house, and it fell not, for it was founded on the rock. So just think about this. This is, um, this is um, I think it said rains first. So the rains fell. I'm just, uh, just pouring down rain on this house. It's not moving anywhere. Uh, the Bible says that the winds blew. This thing has three speeds. I'm going to put it on the high speed so you know that there's no hanky-panky. The wind's blowing. It's just solid as a rock. It's built on the rock. Nothing happening there. I'm um, going to turn it off for a minute so the battery doesn't go down. And then it says, on, on top of that, it says that the, um, I have here these two jars because Sister Marie wouldn't let me take any of her jars. <laughs> so I uh, borrowed these from the church. These were the church's uh, candy jars. But um, I, I came up with these two jars because I think they kind of like represent uh, a flood. I needed to get enough water in these dishes to create a flood or simulate a flood. And so, as you see, the, water, the house is moving, but the house is not going anywhere. In spite of the flood, it stays pretty strong. It's staying pretty stable. And even though there may be a little bit of movement, it may bend, but it doesn't break. And I'm going to add to that some rain. Simulator, I don't want to get rain on Justin's iPhone because I can't afford to pay for it. So it's just raining and nothing's happening. I'm going to turn the wind on again. And this thing is solid. This thing is just rock solid, even at the third highest speed. It's moving a little bit, but as you can see, it's not going anywhere. So now listen to this. So in, in, the, in Palestine, a lot of these unscrupulous builders and, and construction companies when they wanted to sell a house really quick, they would throw it up on some sand and not take the time to dig down to bedrock because it was quicker and cheaper to sell the house. It would still look nice. As you can see, you know, excuse my poor artwork, the houses are supposed to be identical, supposed to be the same. Matter of fact, I have a PowerPoint. If you'll just put it up there, Mark, please. I want to just show this PowerPoint while I'm doing this because I think it kind of helps illustrate illustrate my point here so first of all what i did is i put together some similarities of the two houses by the way the companion passage for this parable this little mini parable because actually jesus first introduced parables in matthew 13 but he gives us this little mini parable that he sneaks into the sermon on the mount just about three verses but it's also paralleled over in luke 646 so when you when you look at these two you go you can go to the next slide mark when you look at these two homes they look identical right to the to the untrained eye you know rod here is a professional building inspector 
you know, Rick is a builder. Some of you other people have construction uh, backgrounds and qualities where you know. So from the outward appearance, cosmetically, they look the same. Ostensibly, they look the same. They're the same styrofoam cups. I bought them both at Giant Eagle that, you know, use a black magic marker to draw this little cryptic house. They're, they are essentially the same. So I put down that they're in the same, go back to the other one, that they're in the same neighborhood, same floor plan. The next slide, Mark. They have the same building materials, the same construction materials, same design, both houses. The, 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 the foolish man and the wise man, so far they look identical, right? You with me, Lise? So the next one, uh, uh, Mark, same curb appeal. If you're driving by and you look at those houses and they both have for sale signs, you say, hmm, these things, they both look pretty good. I could probably buy either one of these and I'll be in good shape, right? Here's what they would do, though. In, in the Old Testament, even, they would throw up a house really quick, these, these really bad contractors. And what they would do is they would stack the bricks on top of each other. But to save money and time, they wouldn't put any mortar on the bricks. I started to bring two bricks and I forgot it. But essentially, imagine if these are a couple of bricks, they would stack them. But rather than take the time to put mortar so they would be this adhesive, this, this sealant, this, this glue that would, that would keep the houses strong and sturdy, they would just stack them on top of each other and, and throw a lot of what they would call whitewash on it. And this whitewash would essentially conceal where the bricks should have had mortar, where they should have been bounded together with this binder. They would be covered with this whitewash so the house would look good cosmetically. It would look good on the outside. It would look the same as the house that was, took the time where the builder dug down to bedrock and put the house on solid foundation. It would look like that cosmetically from the exterior. But really, he threw this thing up got maybe the same amount of money, if not more, as this guy, and it's just built on sand. The bricks aren't mortared together, and it looks really, really good from the outside. Are you following me so far? You know any, saint, you know any saints like that? You know any people like that? You know any church people like that? Maybe not saints, but you know any church people like that? You know any people that are members of churches or come to church that have that exterior, that veneer that looks authentic, it looks real? But they have hearts that are dark, hearts that are wicked, hearts that are jealous and envious, hearts that are full of unforgiveness. Are you with me so far? So here's what, let me just finish telling you what the passage says. It says, and everyone that hear these sayings of mine and doeth them not, they're like unto the foolish man that built his house on the sand. And when the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and the fall of it was great. So the rains came. So far, it's doing pretty good against rain, right? The winds came. So far, it's doing pretty good against rain, right? And wind. But then the floods came. Boy, when the floods come, when a lot of water comes, boy, that's when you really get to see what that house is made of. And let's just see how well, I mean, actually, I meant to bring some paper towels. Oh, wait, are you guys looking at the house? Oh, my. Look at this. The house is actually, it's crumbling. It's disintegrating. It's just, look at that. It's just absolutely decomposing. No, this is not sulfuric acid. No, this is not hydrochloric acid. I wouldn't be touching it if it were. 
But this is just amazing. And what's happening to this house? It represents a person whose house looks the same on the outside, but the foundation is weak. It's made of sand. And when the floods come, when the wind come, when the rain come, it just disintegrates. And the Bible says, and great was the fall thereof. Amen. Thank you, Justin. Good word. Good word. So, so I, I, I put a little, uh, you know how you see a map and they have a legend? I put a, a little legend together, but let me just, let me, I'll tell you about the legend in a minute. Let me tell you about the differences in these two houses. And I'll tell you my little secret about how this house here just disintegrated and came to just mush here. Boy, don't build your house on sand. Don't deal with a contractor that doesn't use mortar when he's laying brick. Uh, it's just a good way to end up with a house that looks like this. By the way, I, this week in prep for this, I went and looked at some videos of some houses that, you know, this, we just had this hurricane down in Florida. And I looked at some houses that were built on these mountains, even in California. And I'm watching these mudslides and these landslides where these million, they, actually they interviewed, because one of these houses was a million dollar house, just fell right down the cliff in Pacifica, California. Just a hundred foot drop. This house just crumbling. And there were many, many other houses that were just crumbling when there were the rainy seasons and during the mudslide seasons. And, and sometimes, you know, near, it was built near an earthquake or an earth, a fault line. And listen, and then the people would turn around and build again right there. Either they would sell the land, sell the property, and just someone else would throw another million dollar house up. It's like they just couldn't. You know, by the way, are you guys noticing that this house is just still? Rock solid. Sitting here in all this water hasn't moved an inch. Full disclosure, this house right here, it looks clear like it was water. It's actually isopropyl acetone, which dissolves styrofoam. That's a little trade secret. But at any rate, so, so and well, I, wasn't, I wanted to just come back and just make sure I clean it up. This is not technically water. But there's even a lesson there. It looked like water, didn't it? From where you guys sit, it looked like water, and it looked clear, it looked clean, but actually, it's acetone. At any rate, let's go to another difference here, Mark. Number one, time. To throw this house up, they probably did it in a few days because they didn't put the effort in to dig down to bedrock. Digging to bedrock takes time. You've got to dig way down to get a solid foundation to be able to lay that brick to be able to lay that rock or to reach the rock or put rock there to make sure that the foundation is stirred. In our lives, it takes time for us to develop a relationship with the Lord that's deep, that's solid, that's sturdy, that's strong, and that can withstand the temptations of life and temptations and trials and all the kinds of persecution that we come up with. We have to build a relationship with the Lord that's battle-worthy, that's storm-worthy, that's able to handle any type of uh, uh, attack or storm that would come up. Number two uh, is effort. The effort that it takes to dig it down in there. I, when I, I did some research on just laying a foundation, and Rick and, and, and Rod can probably tell you a lot more than I can, but getting to a foundation is very, 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 very strenuous. Whether you're using machinery or whether you're doing the backbreaking job of digging yourself, and that's what they were doing in Palestine uh, in the Middle East during these times. They had to dig. There were no earth movers. There, there was no, you know, heavy machinery, no caterpillar tractors. There was nothing there. These guys would just hire people out to dig. 
and they would dig until they got to a, a level of sturdy ground and it was typically bedrock and that was a lot of digging. The next uh, difference between the two is the cost. Obviously it costs more money to, to, to get a stone foundation, to a rock foundation because you're not dealing with just the sand which was available everywhere in the Middle East. I mean sand is you know, as abundant and abundant. But it costs more money, more sacrifice, expense on our part to deepen our walk with the Lord. It's going to require some sacrifice. We're going to have to give up some time, give up some freedom, give up some of our, our, our available uh, our leisure to, to spend time with him, to become more like him. And then the final one, if you will, uh, Mark Jr., is commitment. And there's a, there's a commitment involved in getting your house built on this rock, this foundation Jesus said in John 8:31 that you are my disciples indeed if you continue in my word. There's a requirement of perseverance involved. There's a requirement of faithfulness continuing. Amen. So I said that the house represents it's, a, it's basically a metaphor for our life. So if you want to just like look at the key to, to decode this in terms of my little legend, the house represents our lives. It's basically a tabernacle. It's a habitat. It, it's a place where the Lord comes in and lives. He lives inside of us. He says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the house represents us. I, I put down in my notes, Matthew 6, 24, which says no one can serve two masters, but that either he will hate one and love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You can't serve God and man. You can't build a house on a rock and build a house on sand. A tree can't give forth both bad and good fruit. A, tr a fountain can't send forth both bitter and sweet water. You're going to do one or the other, and you have to make a decision. Also, I, uh, to decode this a little bit more, I said the foundations, the foundations uh, is, is this rock I have in my notes. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11 says, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Our foundation is in Jesus Christ. Our foundation, according to James 2.14, is the obedience, the adherence to the word of God. So if you want to have a deep foundation, it's through Jesus Christ alone. No other way. You can't have competing philosophies, competing, competing worldviews, competing ideas, and, and intellectual assent to other things to, to kind of mix in and create this hybrid belief. No, we believe in Jesus and him crucified. That's what Paul said. You follow me as I follow Christ. I preach Christ and him alone. I also made a note to talk about what the, uh, the rock represented. And this, this rock... This rock is interesting to me because I thought about as I was putting the sermon together this week that this rock kind of represents the truth of God's word. Remember when Peter came to Jesus and he said that, Lord, some are saying that you're Elijah, some saying that you're Moses, some saying that you're John the Baptist. And Jesus flipped the script and said, well, wait a minute, guys. Cool it. Y'all been running with me for three years almost now. Who do you say that I am? And it was Peter that stuck up. That's right. Peter that stood up, that spoke up, impetuous Peter. He said, oh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And the, and the Lord made this amazing statement to Peter, which unfortunately the Catholics get wrong because the Lord said to Peter in Matthew 16 that Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. They were thinking that he was saying Peter the apostle, Peter the man. Well, it couldn't have been Peter the man because Peter went on to deny the Lord three times. Peter got in trouble with the Jews for not taking care of the Gentiles and the Jews equally and Paul had to call him on the carpet. Peter got in trouble with deserting the Lord and not coming to, the, uh, to, to him when he needed him the most during the crucifixion. 
Uh, Peter was not one of the first guys to go to the resurrection. It was the ladies. So Peter was not really the kind of guy you want to start. A, you want to start a religion. You, you, wanna, you don't want to necessarily build it on Peter, a guy whose name was Simon, which means shifting sand. So this is not the guy you want. The, what he was saying to the rock is was the truth of Peter's statement. The truth of what Peter said, that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, that thou art deity, thou art God in the flesh, thou art God incarnate. That was the truth that the Lord built the church on. That's the truth that we should be building our lives on. That rock, that rock of Jesus Christ, the, in Christ alone, Christ the solid rock. On that foundation, we build. Our, my hope is built on nothing less. Then Jesus Christ and his righteousness. So it goes on. I, I, also made a, I also made a note to talk about the sand. The sand here represents instability. It represents things that are shifting, things that are unstable, things that are unreliable in our life. We don't want to build our life on anything that's moving, anything that's shifting, anything that's giving way, anything that's being dis, uh, displaced by outside forces. The beautiful thing about this house is that it doesn't matter what we threw at it. Whether it was rain, whether it was wind, or whether it was flood, it stayed stable. It remained intact. Amen? And then, and then um, in closing, I just wanted to say that I was thinking about this message from the standpoint of what makes a person build a house like this versus a house like that. And it reminded me of this passage in Hebrews that says that we all heard the same thing. Actually, I think I looked that scripture up. And it says, for unto us was the gospel preached. This is the writer of the Hebrews. He says, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. That's the key. What made this guy so wise? What made this guy so successful? What made this guy's house such a rock? Other than the fact that, oh, full disclosure, I do have a little clip back here. I had clipped onto the bottom of the foundation just to make sure it didn't move when I turned the fan on. Okay, so hey, I did a few things, but the point is, is that <laughs> the point, the point is, is that the point is, is that if a person is building a house with a rock, it is going to be anchored. This is the anchor. This little thing back here that I have anchored to the rock so that it doesn't move. So that, that, that so you, who's anchor? Who are you anchored to? If you're anchored to sand, you're going to fall and collapse. But if you're anchored to the rock, which is Christ Jesus, you're not going anywhere. Whether the storms or the wind or the rain or the floods, you are going to stay. You may bend, but you're not going to break. Amen. Amen. So the Monday morning moment, the Monday morning moment is, as character is revealed by fruit, so faith is revealed by storms. It's these storms that really show who we are. Amen? These storms really show what we are made of. Amen? Lord, we just thank you for this word, and we thank you for your word. We ask that we not only be hearers of the word, as it says in James 1.22, but doers also, because that's what really separates the saints from the ain'ts. It really separates the haves from the have-nots. Those who actually do the word, who don't just settle for hearing it, and who don't just settle for saying it, but those that only settle when they do it. Lord, make us doers of the word, followers of the word, obedient to your word, 
And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.